Saving money on your outdoor project? Now at Menards. We have everything you need to keep your outdoor power equipment running smooth so you can keep that lawn in tip-top shape or enjoy some time on your boat. Right now, all FVP, lawn and garden, and marine batteries are on sale through May 5th. Check out our entire selection of FVP batteries today and view our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals. Save big money at Menards. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Guild Fellows, your favorite podcast where most of you have three out of four dramatic wounds. Uh, as usual, when an NPC gets four dramatic wounds, they just die. When you guys get four dramatic wounds, you are helpless um, and not dead, unless all, all of you get four dramatic wounds, in which case you are party wipe campaign over. So, uh, everybody, take away your minor wounds because this is the start of a new session. And. Um, it looks like, yeah, okay. Wait, do we so, have the old um, uh, spreadsheet? Because it looks like I did not have my actual spreadsheet updated. <laughs> yes, uh, the the old. I'm looking at the old spreadsheet. Oh, okay, cool, 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 cool. Yeah. So Una, uh, oh no, wait, no, we don't. Yeah. So Una has three out of four dramatic wounds. Chenzo has two out of four. Giuseppe's dead. Uh, Enrique's got three out of four. The Lady Morgan's got one out of four. Arthur is at three out of four. Q is at three out of four. Um, I'm at two, no, out, two of four. out of four. Two out of four. Well done, Q. Yeah, and Sinead is at three out of four. <laughs> yeah, rip. All right. So if someone's about to get shot, throw Q in front of it. <laughs> Just saying. Q's already been shot once. Let's <laughs> let's not do that to them again. Much also, appreciated. I hope nobody's shooting at us. Yeah, there's not a, a whole break. lot. We had a left. we had a whale shooting at us. <laughs> It's true. Uh, it's a, so, um, there's only one hole left in the ship. It is deep down in the brig. Um, it is the only dramatic wound. Lady Morgan has uh, the <laughs> has the good old narwhal horn poked right through uh, the bottom, taking on some water. Uh, could be worse. Could be worse. Um, the entire lower deck of the ship is completely covered in patchwork of uh, planks, nails, broom handles, etc., just a bunch of stuff that is trying to be put together to stop the spillage or the, the stop the uh, boat filling with water. Uh, you all are, I believe, on the deck after Arthur loosed an arrow that had uh, an immense amount of extra damage. Uh, the whale exploded in a uh, in tons and tons of demonic black blood, which washed over the ship. It hit particularly hard in the de- in the uh, in the uh, quarters in the middle deck, uh, where the cannons and all of your uh, sleeping quarters are. You are covered in this oily substance, and uh, your crew around you looks pretty beaten up. Uh, Una looks uh, three quarters dead. <laughs> um, Enrique does, yeah, everybody but, basically everybody but Q and Shinzo are three quarters dead. <laughs> and Q and Shinzo look like they're half dead. Um, except again, uh, Q is a main character, wouldn't actually die, but you know, whatever. Role playing. So, um, now what? You guys, <laughs> you guys do not know uh, what's going on in any other deck since you're all up here. Um, oh, and... In the still, in the stillness of the ocean, it is com- it, everything looks completely still. Um, Q, you can feel Lady Arval's presence uh, returning, and a beautiful whale uh, swims up and uh, pierces the uh, the still water. It looks completely undemonic. It's happy. It's healthy, and uh, the masthead attached to its horn. Um, is uh, the mass that attached to the horn is still there. It swims over to you uh, at the Lady Morgan, and uh, Arthur's the one who killed the demon, I believe. So Arthur, the whale, swims over and presents the masthead to you. 
Um, Arthur's bleeding internally quite a bit. Um, he is. Yes, that is so correct. <laughs> Arthur is like doubled up against the rail, just like, thank you. Please don't hurt the ship anymore. And um, Arthur is going to signal over to the uh, the sailing crew uh, that is is usually in charge of the ropes and the rigging, um, and he's going to give them directions to secure the masthead with ropes um, so that the whale can have it removed. <laughs> All right, take it back with us. Um, the the crew all gets around. Uh, most of them are half uh, to a quarter dead, um, <clears throat> and they grab onto it. They grab the ropes around, and then uh, through some creative pulley systeming, they yank the masthead off of the whale. Um, the whale uh, thanks you, Rob and Q and Sinead. It, uh, it says. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be terrible to edit. Uh, what does that translate to? Um, I, oh, I forgot you speak whale. Ugh, the regrets <laughs> I have on this podcast are immense. Can't relate. Um, it's saying uh, thank you all for uh, slaying that demon. I mean, because that was kind of the worst, but y'all are real dope, and I hope you have a great rest of your day. Except a little bit more piratey, and that swims away. I don't translate what the whale said. <laughs> All right. So um, you guys now have the masthead of Ilva Negatori. It is, uh, it looks to be a, um, a gender neutral sailor with a vengeance, uh, face of vengeance. Um, the, the face of somebody who is going to, uh, finally end the life of someone who betrayed them. They have a sword raised up uh, to the, to a point um, perfectly in line, you would assume, to where the front of the ship on the bow would have been. Um, it's, I mean, it's made of wood, but it still looks like it's sharp. Uh, it is completely covered in seaweed and such, but you can still tell it is it looks like to be a Vodachin sailor ready to slice a lot of people open. It is the size of just one of you, except now it's got like a somewhat hollow middle because it was on a you know, horn. Well, I hope this hunk of wood was worth it. <clears throat> Where's our boy? Where's Giuseppo? Giuseppo! Uh, you hear nothing. That's I odd. think you were the last one who saw him. Isn't he down in the cannons, quarters or whatever? They're probably drinking on the cannon deck. <clears throat> Arthur's going to you know, move towards the uh, the stairs down below deck. I I will say all of you guys are using half movement because you're. <laughs> oh, Q is not Q is not I, moving. They are sitting on the deck, looking at the sky, just back on the planks. Um. So I am gonna pull some random sailor over and tell them, uh, can you please get to the bottom of the ship and start patching the hole that is left in it. I need this ship at 100%. You hear um, say, Aye, Captain. Um, Captain, this is Evadachin. Captain, you look stressed. Is everything okay? I'm j- just dying. It's fine. Um, I'm very hurt, as are a lot of people on this ship right now. So I'll, I just need us to get us from point A to point B right now. I'll I'll get you the medic, and he runs off, and then drags Una over to you, uh, and then runs downstairs. Um, Una is in equally bad shape as you, um, but since you have someone repairing the ship, uh, I am going to remove uh, the dramatic wounds or the dramatic wound. Cool, that was my goal. All right, uh, <clears throat> Arthur, you arrive down in the quarters, and uh, it is completely covered and. Uh, demon oil, <laughs> um, you can all, it's pretty silent actually, except for the wailings of, uh, a Castilian teenager. Um, Arthur grunts his way, uh, into the, into the cannon quarters and looks around at all the whale, uh, demon blood at the various injured people, um, 
Men, <clears throat> do we have a head count? Who survived? They, in something uncharacteristic for your loyal crew, none of them um, acknowledge you. All of them have their hats off and their bandanas off as they're standing or kneeling or lying on the ground facing uh, something you cannot see in the crowd. You can hear just... <laughs> And everybody ignores you. All right, lads, move aside, move aside. Let me see, let me see. You push your way through the crowd, and you find the dead body of Giuseppe pinned under a cannon. Looked, uh, looks to have been drowned in the demon blood as Enrique holds his head uh, just above the pool of oil, weeping uncontrollably. Bloody hell. Arthur takes a moment and takes off his own hat um, and looks at the body of Giuseppe um, with a queer look on his face, like um, like a, a ton of grief, but also there's some faint flickers of fire in his eyes, like he has an idea. He takes a moment, lets people cry for a sec, and then pulls uh, two of the, the healthier... Um, Crewman aside and says, you two, help me lift the cannon off of him. The rest of you go up to triage and get your wounds treated. Enrique, you can stay. Aye, sir. They help you lift the cannon off of him. Um, the crew shuffles up the stairs onto the deck um, to try and um, to try and find Una and anybody Una can recruit into helping. Enrique uh, pulls his body out from under the cannon, which pinned him down when you and the two crewmates uh, lifted off of him. Enrique drags him out from, uh, from under it and uh, holds him in uh, a more shallow part of the pooling black oil. Enrique, um, his hair had almost completely grown, black, uh, grown back, um, now covered in, in oil, Along with his face, as long as his body, um, and yet you can still see the paleness of his corpse. His eyes have been closed, presumably by Enrique to show respect. Enrique continues to wail. Is there any uh, like direct access to ocean water in this room? Like, is there is there like any sort of like crack in the hole where like some like, clean ocean water is coming in, as opposed to whale blood? There, and there's a lot of ocean water in around, but it's all pretty mixed in with the uh, with like the the oil. Now, it's, you can since they don't mix very well, you can you can try and separate them. <laughs> uh yeah, I kind of want to. I want to. Arthur is distraught and doesn't know what to do and doesn't know what to say. So he's going to try to take some like spare wood and clear some of the oil away um, in the quarters. So there's just like a, a patch of like untainted seawater. Okay. So he's going to position his body. So he's in the ocean water. Um, and he's going to grab Giuseppe's, uh, decaying hand with his decaying hand. And he's going to, uh, he's going to pray. Lady Arbald, I don't know if you'll even respond to me. We haven't talking directly to each other. I think ever, but you made us a promise. You said that we would live, that we would get another chance. So when I find my friend drowned in the waters that you live in, I have to ask myself, are you going to give him back to us, or am I going to have to take him back from you? You hear nothing at first, and then... A voice emanates from the water, saying, I'm afraid he is only half mine to give. What is that supposed to mean? You have half his soul? If you have any of it, give it back. Putting half a soul back in a body would not bode well for either the soul or the body. You'd have to wait until you can put them both back at the same time. 
When you retrieve the other half, you can have, you can have Giuseppe back. My condolences. He was a good man. Um. <sighs> he died at sea, but he was drowned in demonic blood. The other half is with the fey god of the dead. But if you're lying to me... I am a goddess. Yeah, right shit one, by the way. Uh, <laughs> I cannot believe I have to do this, but um, since the, <laughs> the Fey presence is gone, Lady Arval has unrestricted power over this area. Um, oh, Lord. <laughs> okay, one, it's two, okay. I'll three, hold her four, earrings. five... Uh, okay, five. We're gonna roll a d6, and that's how many, uh, <laughs> and that's how many, um, uh, mighty wounds you take, uh, uh, from a lightning strike. Okay. Here we go. I'm below the top deck of the ship, so you better give the wounds to Lady Morgan as well. Oh, you're right. I was yeah, going don't to, kill, but... don't kill Arthur or our ship. Because Arthur is not healed. Arthur takes down another ship with him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a natural six. Okay, so one, two, three, four, five, six. Lady, so a massive bolt of lightning strikes the Lady Morrigan. It now has a dramatic wound and a minor wound. Arthur, you are now helpless. Uh, Arthur is going to use resist sorcery. What? Arthur's going to use resist sorcery. Uh, ah, I am so sick of this. Well, you're still hurting my ship. (laughs) I'm mad at you. Arthur is now just shouting into the open hole above the deck. You can strike me as much as you want, but all you'll do is hasten my journey to you. And I swear I will pry his soul from your hands. Um... Q and Sinead, you hear this being screamed from the hole that is now going from the deck to the to the middle deck quarters. Okay, so Q has probably been continuing their job of helping Una triage and wound heal wounds um, on the deck of the ship. Immediately upon seeing the lightning strike the ship, Q racing and then realizing, wait, no, I, I didn't do anything. Um, <laughs> Uh, gonna go over the deck of the ship and say, you good? And then hear uh, Arthur yelling, and then wait to see if Lady Arval responds. Q, can you please tell your friend that you are all surrounded by 30 million leagues of ocean, which is my domain, and perhaps threatening me is not the best way to survive. Yeah, I'll um... yeah, we'll get on it. I do everything on this goddamn ship. Um, she's gonna walk down in the direction the yelling came from. Um, you find uh, Arthur covered in soot from being struck by lightning, but for some reason completely no more harmed than when he <laughs> went down below deck. <laughs> Arthur, why are you pissing off my girlfriend? You then notice uh, Enrique wailing over Giuseppe's dead body. Arthur stays silent. He's just kneeling over Giuseppe as well. I don't think threatening Lady Orval is going to fix this in the way that you want. Sinead, what, what are you up to? Um, Una is uh, triaging people. Uh, she and, uh, is sending people down to the quarters, and after she fixes up people who are in only a little bit of uh, danger, um, setting up, telling everybody to set up a, um, a sick bay, basically, uh, down in uh, down the quarters uh, in a different section than uh, the cannon deck. Um, people heading down there to help patch each other up. Um, Una stays on deck to help the most wounded who cannot get down there. Um, you see 
uh, groups of people, three dramatic wounds lying on the deck, unable to move as Una does her best to patch them up. Mind you, Una herself has three dramatic wounds. Um, I think I'm gonna. I I probably heard Arthur yelling. Um, oh, you did. Oh, you did. Yeah. Um, I like to think it sounded fucking awesome because it was pre- precluded by a, a lightning strike, which is yeah, the best no. throw to anything <laughs> that I think is true. <laughs> um. So I think I think Sinead is having trouble standing right now. So um, like she's gonna eventually get herself up off of the ground and then follow probably a few minutes after Q goes down there just to just to see what's going on. Why why holes are still being blown in my ship after <laughs> we killed the whale. Um, yeah, this one this one is my fault. <laughs> um you hobble at uh half speed and you're like three feet tall, so you're already at half speed. So you hobble at one quarter the speed of just Arthur walking. Uh, and a couple, about 15 to 50, 30 minutes later, you <laughs> find your way down <laughs> to the cannon deck where you, uh, see Q and Rob, I'm Q and Rob, <laughs> I'm so sorry, the camera's eyeing on, threw me off, you see Q and, uh, Arthur, uh, standing up in front of something and just being kind of silent. Oi, we just killed the whale. Can we just take a moment to not piss off any more gods and sink us while we're out here? Um, Sinead. Hmm. I say, gesturing toward uh, the very dead Giuseppo. Giuseppo lies dead in Enrique's arms as he cries over his body. Yeah. Arthur is uh is just kind of psychotically muttering. We'll find him. We'll find him. We'll find him. We'll have to find him. Is you is okay there? He's barely conscious at this point. He's just muttering. Okay. Why don't um Arthur? Why don't you go sit down? He, he doesn't look like he hears you. I'm walking up to Arthur and I am guiding him away back over to the medical thing because he is just super out of it. Um, he, he lets you. Because, he lets you move him. I was going to say you don't have a choice because she. Uh, uh, so, Amelia. Oh, sorry, <laughs> no. I'm getting you guys mixed up. The characters. Q only has two dramatic wounds, and you have three. So you. Uh, Q does not have hindered movement. So uh, you don't have much of a choice. <laughs> punch him in the face and make him helpless. No. <laughs> <laughs> you you can do that too. The, don't, but you can. <laughs> Is that a challenge? No, I'm kidding. Um, yeah. No, I will. Uh, I will kind of escort him probably to his cabin to lay down and then I'll do what little triaging stuff that I know and then have Una come and check on him. All right. Um, um, Q and Arthur leave and uh, to go patch up Arthur. Uh, Sinead, you're alone with Enrique and Giuseppe's body. So Gi- Giuseppe was like covered in oil, right? Is he very recognizable? Uh, yeah. Um, it looks like it was smeared off a little bit, um, so and you can see a little bit of uh, extra oil on uh, Enrique's hands. Um, looks like he uh, smeared off the oil from his face and uh, closed his eyes. Um, he also has uh, relatively short hair, <laughs> and uh, you recognize most uh, most easily his uh, rapier that he always kept at his side. Um, so I think just kind of wide-eyed, um, Sinead kind of goes down, goes over to them and crouches next to Enrique and Giuseppo and, like, starts just kind of touching Giuseppo's face just to, like, be like, is is this real? Is this really him? And she says, he, he was... He was just here. I. What? What? I I don't understand. Enrique, still sobbing, says, "He's not here anymore." <laughs> no, no, no. Um, no. 
That's... That can't be right. That's... That... We can... We can fix this, right? This... This is nothing. Touch his face. It's cold as the ocean. That's... We can fix this. This can be fixed. We've done this before. We can we can fix this. Then what's the plan, Captain? Um, I think Sinead just keeps repeating that. Like, we can fix this. This is this is nothing. This is just a scratch. Whatever. He's missing a leg, and his lungs are full of oil. That's not a scratch, Captain. We'll figure it out. We always do. We'll fix this. We can fix this. Except, uh, 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 Enrique, still overcome with grief, says, I would like to find a place to store his body respectfully. And until we can fix him. And if we can't, we can bury him at sea. Okay. Uh, Enrique stands. Um, mind you, he has three genetic wounds. So Enrique has a gash the size of um, the size of probably like a grape shot uh, in his thigh. Um, his arm is cut open uh, and bleeding profusely. And it looks like his other leg is uh, crippled from blunt force. And he still manages to pick up uh, Giuseppe's body onto his back and move at about one quarter movement uh, to um, out of the cannon deck and to the adjacent uh, living quarters of the ship. He exits the room. Sinead, you are now alone on the cannon deck in silence with uh, seawater, the blood of Enrique, blood of Giuseppo, and oil soaking into your feet. I think I just sit. <clears throat> just sit in it without any regard. Hello, everyone. I hope you're having a good Wednesday. We have just released season four, episode 33. And um, I wanted to say thank you for waiting so very patiently for this episode. And I wanted to come on here to say that we have officially wrapped season four. Um, Kind of crazy. Um, And what that means is the very next episode is going to be the last episode of Guildfellows ever. Um, kind of crazy, insane, insane. Um, it'll be the last, like, regular, like, story episode. We're going to have a season four wrap episode, as we always do. And then we're going to have a podcast, postmortem, wrap-up, whatever, whatever, whatever. So... As you're hearing this, if you're in our Discord channel, uh, our question channel will be open for both season four questions and podcast overall questions. I think we're probably going to like go season by season and just kind of reflect and see how far we've come and all this stuff. Um, but take this as the opportunity to kind of, you know, talk to all of us as a unit for the last time possibly so um yeah that's that's what we're gonna do um which also means this is gonna be my last announcement update whatever thing ever probably so um yeah I don't know that's really all I kind of have to say I'm a little behind on our social media pages so I apologize for that but um we'll we'll get there we'll catch up and, um, yeah, next week's going to be the very last story episode, season four finale. And then um, I'm not 100% sure when the wrap-up episodes are going to happen. They may not happen for a while. 
simply because a lot of us are busy um, and we're just kind of working around our schedule. Um, so they might not happen for a few weeks. We're going to try to squeeze them in eventually. Um, we're going to try to squeeze them in quick. But if they don't happen for a minute, then they won't happen for a minute. But they'll definitely at least come out this summer. I will make sure that happens. Um, they'll come out as soon as I can wrangle everyone together. So, um, yeah, that's that's it, I think. That's all I really want to say. I don't really need to go into the regular spiel that I do because, I don't know, it's, it's almost over. Um... Yeah, thank you to Arcane Anthems for the, the theme song, as always. Um, and thank you to everyone who has listened uh, thus far. And I'll we'll get into it more once those wrap-ups come out. Um, but yeah, that's, that's what I've got. Thank you for listening. Um, that's all I've got for you guys today. We love you all so much. Keep your heads up. Stay safe. We love you. I'll see you later. Bye-bye. Una arrives in uh, Arthur's uh, Boseman cabin as Q uh, has repaired... How many wounds does Q repair? All right, Q. <clears throat> Could you smack me with... A dead fish? A dead... What? What? Smack you with a dead fish? Smack me with a dead fish? Is that like a common... Is that like a idiom frame? No, colloquialism? Think things to slap you with. I mean, I can... Name uh, it was, I'm, uh, I was going to say a roll. I mean, get dead fish. Okay. Um, that's going to be... Let's go with the old wits plus scholarship. Um, you roll zero raise... If, well, if you spend zero raises, uh, you make it worse, and uh, Arthur becomes infected, takes one final dramatic wound, and is helpless. Uh, if you can get one, you... Uh, it's And after that, it's just every two raises you get cures a dramatic wound. Okay, I got two raises. All right, you cure one of his uh, dramatic wounds. Arthur, where would you like your first? So every third and fourth dramatic wound, um, you guys each get a permanent scar. Um, if you get completely helpless, it's something super noticeable, like missing most of your leg <laughs> or your entire leg from the knee down or something. If it's uh, three or more, then it's just a scar. Where uh, would you like um, Q to stitch you up? Um, I, well, we didn't talk about where I actually became wounded last episode. It, right. it seems like I so got wounded you. when the, <laughs> well, okay. So if I remember correctly, so the whale, I got wounded when the whale exploded in goo and the force of the goo wave knocked us about the ship. So I think, uh, Q patched Arthur up by, uh, removing a decent sized chunk of wood from the back of his shoulder, like right by the shoulder blade. Not to interrupt, I think Enrique's, uh, or uh, Giuseppe's the only one that got uh, injured with that. You got, I'm pretty sure you got, um, you got injured whenever uh, the whale um, rammed the ship and then you, they got knocked about the cabin. So it's still the same thing, but just for yeah. continuity, you have a giant um, chunk of wood that's embedded into your... <laughs> Ouch. Well, yeah, I mean, if you think about like a like a, a chunk of wood, you know, three or four inches that just kind of like gets in bed, like in a surface level. Ouch. Um, yeah. So uh, I think she pulls that out of my like shoulder blade area. All right. Uh, Q pulls a chunk of wood out of Arthur's shoulder blade. You now have a scar on that shoulder blade. Arthur, please remove one dramatic wound. You now should only have two. Una enters the room. She says, How bad is he looking? He had a pretty nasty wound. Um, but uh, I think the worst of it is taken care of. Probably should give him a once-over, and then I think he just needs to rest. He's been through a lot. Uh, Una nods, uh, comes over, grabs a needle and sewing kit, and starts uh, stitching up your uh, your gashes. Um, Arthur, uh, you have your dramatic wounds removed. Um, you will have to spend the next, uh, spell of time or so, uh, asleep and resting, but you no longer are bleeding. 
<laughs> so, <laughs> Do the magic are, of a sewing kit. Are all my wounds cleared then? Yes, because okay. you're. Uh, yes. But so I'm effectively just out of commission. Like I can't. I couldn't really yes. do any like activities. But if somebody came up and shot you three times, you'd still be alive. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, I'm glad that we could. The magic that of out. modern medicine. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, Arthur stays silent during the the whole process of sewing him up and patching him up. I think he's it, just. You're not like just, yelping in pain as you're getting a sewing needle. <laughs> No, in fact, I think that's probably the creepiest thing about it is he's just he seems completely oblivious to like the the run of the mill pain of of getting sewed up. He just kind of keeps staring at the wall in the distance, um, and his eyes keep tracking like he's looking at something, but there's just there's nothing going on in front of him. Q, did you stay in the room for this or did you leave? Oh no, I'm gonna keep an eye on him. Um, he is getting literally sewn up without pain medication in the sewing needle, and it doesn't look like it's hurting him. He's entirely in shock. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go and grab some booze. Um, I'm gonna come back here. I'm gonna say, Arthur. Yes, Q? Uh, why don't you talk to me right now? Hello? Okay. Can you tell me what uh, the color of the blanket is? It was white, but I think my blood's kind of ruined it. It's kind of pinkish red now? Yeah. Um, what is the color of the wall? It's, it's just brown wood. Yeah. Which directions are the planks going? Up and down or left to right? Uh, uh, left, to, left to right. Okay. Can you just count the planks on the wall for me? One, two... Arthur, you pass out. We don't have any anesthesia, okay, so... Oh, God, okay. I leave the bottle of whiskey next to his bed. (laughs) She finishes stitching him up. (laughs) Una says, Q, um, I can cure your wounds as well if if you need. Oh, yeah, I would appreciate that. All right. Like a lot of work to be done. Um, so uh, she breaks out the needle and sewing kit and stitches up all your gashes. Tie up a thing, bite down, pour some whiskey. I take a, I take a swig of whiskey, and then I take up some fabric, <laughs> bite down on it. She heals me up. Um. She uh, heals you up. Please remove all of your wounds. Um, since you only had two, you are now just back to normal. I mean, you're you're in constant pain, but you have no penalties to movement or um, or fatigue. Um, okay, you can go uh, check up on. Can go back to helping everyone else on the ship if you don't mind checking up on him in about an hour or so. I'm going to go see what Sinead is up to. Uh, Una nods and then uh, walks away, leaving a trail of blood as she continues to bleed out. Oh, wait, is she all damaged? <laughs> yeah, she's, she oh, still well, has three dramatic her. wounds. After she helps me, I'll help her. I'm not just going to fucking, like, just let her die. <laughs> okay, uh, as is before, you get a zero. Uh, it's a dramatic wound, and Una... Whoa, shoot, Una dies, because she's an NPC. Um, if you... And then every two raises you get can be used to cure a dramatic wound. Okay, I got three raises. Okay, you can bank one and then use the other two to cure a dramatic wound. Sure. All right, Una, you um, patch up Una. She had a, um, I'm going to say she had a uh, dislocated arm, not her dominant one, so she was still able to um, perform surgeries. But Q, you grab it and uh, do you tell her to do anything as you pop it into place? Okay, uh, let her take a swig of whiskey. She takes a swig of whiskey. Um, and I say, okay, on the count of three, ready? All right. One, One two. Ah! Before I hit three. <laughs> Was that completely necessary? Yeah. Uh, so she gets one dramatic wound. Um, no, she doesn't. 
She does. She gets a dramatic wound. No, one dramatic wound healed. Healed. Oh, okay. I thought you meant from, like, doing it early. And I was like, that's bullshit. No. All right. You get one dramatic Oh, she gets one dramatic wound healed. Uh, she now lo- no longer has penalties to movement. Um, she's, uh, you know, she could be in better shape, but she is, um, she is, eh, you know, she's doing all right. She now has the mobility to take some cloth, wrap it around her wounds, not stitch them up, but stop them from bleeding. And then, uh, walk, uh, thanks you and walks out of, uh, the cabin, no longer trailing blood. Her arm is bent at a funny angle, but it is complete, has a hundred percent range of movement. It just looks like it uh, was recently popped back in the socket. Um, <clears throat> before I leave uh, Arthur's room, I'm going to, after we like stitch them up, I'm going to like take a shirt off, put a clean shirt on um, and clean like his sheets and stuff. So he's just on something fresh when he wakes up. Oh, okay. Um, you do so. And then I'm just going to, you know. He's probably like all sweaty and gross. I'm just gonna get his hair out of his face, and then, um, then I'll go and find Sinead. Okay, um, where are you gonna look for Sinead first? Um, well, I'm first gonna look where I left her, with Giuseppe's dead body. Okay, near the cannon. You go to the cannon deck, uh, a couple of rooms over, on the same level of the ship. You find Sinead sitting down, um, alone. No Enrique, no Giuseppe. I just walk up and I just sit down next to her, staring forward. Uh, Enrique took Giuseppe to get 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 some rest. Gonna find a good a good spot for him. Get him patched up. Mm-hmm. A cold wind blows through some of the holes in the ship. Um. Remember, you're a few leagues north of Avalon, which is already pretty far north, so it's pretty cold. Um, I kind of assumed that, like, Sinead was probably sitting, like, crisscrossed. Yeah. Um, Q sitting the same way, and they just kind of lean over and rest the side of their head on the top of Sinead's. It's gonna be okay. It's going to be fine. I'm here for you, you know. Of course. And I wrap my arm around Q. <clears throat> Chinzo uh, comes down into the cannon deck and says, Hi, Captain! Where do we sail next? Should we go back to Avalon? Back to land? Yes, wherever's closest. Alright. Uh, I'll tell the navigators to get us t- to the a northern port in Avalon. Uh, not too far away from the capital of Corleone. Um, and he runs back upstairs. Um, you can see some uh, of your crew uh, looking down the hole that was blown in from lightning and um not asking you about it just kind of patching it up <laughs> so the uh i'm gonna remove the dramatic wound that the lady morgan received and um <clears throat> okay let's do that and um you can feel in a few minutes the the jolt of the sails the ship moving again as the sails go back up uh and uh you had um, from what you can tell, you're pointed south. Sinead. Hmm? You should get some sleep. Yeah, it's been a long day. And I stand up. Sinead, where do you go? Um, I think I just go to bed. You hobble your way to the captain's quarters. Um, you hear a knock at the door. Who is it? It's Una. Uh, checking up, Captain. Do you need medical attention? Um, 
I uh, I look down at my body and like, <laughs> yes, I do. Um, yeah, that would that would probably be helpful, Una. <clears throat> she opens the door and walks in. Um, since you have a third dramatic wound, uh, where would you like the scar? Um, I don't remember if I have a scar anywhere else. I, I think I have determined that there is a scar somewhere on my body, but I don't remember where it is. Um, let's say like, like top of my shoulder, like right here, like okay. on my shruggy part of my shoulders. It'd be it'd be kind of cool if it were like the piece of the like you have to be close enough to the because because my thinking is uh, it would while you're in the in the brig trying to bail the ship with Shinzo and the 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 horn came up through the middle of the ship oh yeah you got it you want to get it directly from the whale yeah sure yeah that's okay. cool uh, there is a uh a small hole in your shoulder from getting clipped by the force yeah. of a uh a football field long whale with a football field long tail and a football field long horn um and yield una walks in and uh patches it up for you um, i think um Sinead is kind of like <coughs> arthur in that she isn't reacting to like any pain at all um una says um uh, Norm, we don't have anesthetic yet because it hasn't been invented yet. But um, so the closest thing I have to pain medication is we. You can drink a, a lot of whiskey. Normally, I just hit you over the head, but since you already have three, uh, oh shoot! We she doesn't know what dramatic wounds are. Um, I frankly, I th I think it would render you completely helpless. <laughs> so you gonna you want to just. <clears throat> drink or do you do you just gonna suffer through the pain or you're not no, feeling pain or i i think i'm okay <clears throat> una thank you for your concern all right you are so in shock that you don't feel a ton of pain and uh you get your one by one your wounds patched up it looks like uh you have some minor gashes that will eventually fade away to minor scars you'll forget you have but um the shruggy part of your shoulder will always be in incredible have a uh, hole in it. It will always have like a hole in it that was patched up with sewing, <laughs> sewing threads, uh, and a bandage. <laughs> I like to think it looks like a cool like flower since it was really like a hole. Yeah, yeah, it does. It looks like a flower. Um, so is that one major wound or all of them? It's all of them. If you are okay with falling asleep to rest, yeah, that's fine. All right, uh, remove all of your wounds. You're back up to 100% health, and you are resting in your bed. Yeet. Um, Una leaves the room, not that you would know. Q. Um, Sinead and Arthur are presumably asleep, resting. Uh, most of the crew is getting back uh, to full health again. Um, and the the Lady Morgan is now sailing southward. Okay. Um, I'm gonna just kind of do a cursory checkup on the crew who is, like, going to sleep, make sure no one has anything that, like, they're gonna, like, fucking die in their sleep or something. Nobody has and severe head trauma who's going to sleep. Una made sure that they're all awake. <laughs> yeah, and then, um, I am probably going to just sit on the deck and just keep an eye on things as it gets late. Watching the stars, and the wind, and the crew moving. The uh, the Lady Morgan sails in into the night as a as it becomes dark, and uh, probably about midnight. Um, in the far distance, you can see uh, the lights of a small port. Um, the crew is busily um, moving around uh, up in the crow's nest. You hear "Land ho!" And usually the jubilee accompanying such a cry is now absent from the breaths of the crew. About a third of the crew is still sleeping. Another third of the crew is awake. Um, they should be sleeping, but with the head wounds, they may not wake up. And the skeleton crew of uh, those who had uh, two dramatic wounds or fewer and are now completely healed up, but heavily patched and bandaged, and heavily patched and bandaged, 
is now calling about the rigging and uh, making sure that the sails are in the proper order to uh, make it back. The hole that was struck in the late Morgan is completely filled in and although um, half the <laughs> half the Lady Morgan is patchwork it is completely watertight and uh, as in good a shape as when it left port um, just again half patchwork it's getting rather late and you start to feel tired uh, from being awake this long um, how long do I think it'll be before I reach port uh, I give it uh, you'll reach port at probably about like an hour, um, but getting uh, into port and docking properly will take another uh, hour or so. So it'll be two hours before you can walk the walk the gangplank back onto the dock. Okay, I'll probably <coughs> just um, wait until we get into port and we dock and make sure that's all settled and squared away, and then after that I'll go to sleep. Uh, in silence, the Lady Morgan uh, sails into port. You do not know what port it is, other than it's on the northern part of the island of Avalon. <clears throat> the stars twinkle above you, and a little bit of the ocean swirls up and touches your shoulder, and you hear, I am very sorry, Q. Me too. The docking is complete. The Lady Morgan is tied off uh, and now immobile. And the crew starts shuffling to get some sleep. They've been up for like 15, 16 hours or so. Um, I'm guessing you follow. Yeah. Q, you had to bed. The whole uh, crew spends the night in silence as one by one each each of the crew who's awake falls asleep with Una's attention to ensure they will wake up. The stars are especially beautiful tonight. It is the clearest the skies have been in the entire year you've been journeying. On occasion, the only sound that can possibly be heard are the distant yellings of dock workers and the constant sobbing of Enrique. You all wake up in the morning. Um, it, the, the sun is shining. It is uh, incredibly warm. Uh, not because it's actually warm, but because it was so cold where you were that 50 degree Avalon is <laughs> it's like a beach right now. Uh, each of you wake up. Uh, Arthur, you notice that you wake up on clean sheets. Um, he's grateful for that. He doesn't know how that was accomplished um truthfully i'm not sure he remembers much after shouting at lady arbald um but he definitely remembers telling her off um i think the first thing he's gonna do is like test out his body to see if he can actually move around or not uh absolutely um there is uh is there a mirror would you have a mirror in your quarters uh, yeah. Okay. So, uh, you stand up, you have a very loose fitting shirt. That's not, that's devoid of blood for some reason. <laughs> and, um, you can, uh, your shoulder is incredibly, incredibly sore, but you have no, uh, hindered mobility. Hmm. Okay. Um, he's also going to take stock of the clothes he was wearing and realize that, uh, his hat is super bloody, <laughs> um, but still functional. Most of his clothes are pretty torn up. His jacket is still in one piece. You also have a bottle of whiskey next to your bed. Don't forget. That is true. He grabs the bottle of whiskey and, and sips at it lightly uh, for his, his morning. It's like 630. Hey, man, it's, it's fucking <laughs> I drinky o'clock right now after killing that whale. <laughs> Um, so I think he, um, I think he just foregoes like the big blousey shirt and just decides, fuck it. The jacket is the only, the jacket and the hat are the only clothing he still has that is not completely torn to shit. So he's just rocking the open chested bandage. 
uh, look with the jacket and the hat, which is pretty classic for him at this point because he's always fucked up. Um, I <laughs> As think you take he, off, oh sorry, oh, go, for it, go for it. As you take off your your billowy shirt, you notice in the mirror that there is a massive scar on your shoulder blade um, that is incredibly noticeable and will never go away. And uh, by the way, it's the, it's not the rotted arm shoulder blade. And you notice this because your rotted arm has now crept over your shoulder blade. It has grown significantly. You did not notice it while you were mostly dead, but um, it's uh, it must have happened upon killing the whale. Um, once he realizes how much it's grown, he gets a real attitude again. Um, the nerve of that aquatic bitch to keep punishing me after I killed this whale. I can't believe it. How much more do we have to pay to her for this to stop? Um, uh, and he, you're, he, you're alone. Nobody says. No, he's just talking to himself <laughs> in the mirror. Um, he, he stomps off and kind of harumps his way back up to the deck. Um, and he's, he's thinking up schemes. He's, he's ruminating on what maybe Arbold told him about having half Giuseppe's soul. Uh, which makes him pretty angry. Um, which also feels kind of sacrosanct to him that somebody's soul could be split apart, but he kind of lets that slide for the moment. All right, you harump up to the deck. Uh, we're going to go next with Q. Uh, Q, you wake up uh, feeling fresh as a daisy and probably one of like maybe five people on the ship who do so. <laughs> Yeah, um, going to get up. I'm going to first go and check on Arthur because he was pretty banged up and fucked up. And then after that, I'll check on Sinead and then I'll kind of bring them up to speed about trying to figure out where we are. Um, you, you pass Arthur for rumping up to, up to the deck. He has on basically just basic like shorts, uh, a jacket, and... And his and hat. In his hat, and he's carrying a bottle of whiskey. All right. Hey, um, you had it pretty rough yesterday. What all do you remember? Uh, Arthur takes a swig of the whiskey and passes it to Q, um, just kind of nonchalantly. Uh, and he says, well, my, my memory gets fuzzy after Lady Arbald struck me with lightning. Uh, yeah, what did you do to... Uh... She seemed kind of angry. Oh, um, well, she. Well, it's a bit, it's a bit, it's a bit, it's a bit complicated. Um, sorry, I headache. Um, yeah, we you don't have to get into details right now. We can talk later. I just wanted to make sure you were okay. Kind of, how's your shoulder feeling? Uh, uh sore. What did you pull out of that thing? Ah, uh, it's like a giant piece of like splintered wood. Oh, it out. It's like a really gross, like a really gross. Yeah, we don't need to keep it. Um, well, well, I no, I threw it off the side of the ship. Great. Um, I had a com. I I spoke to, well, I prayed to Lady Arbald over Giuseppe's dead body, and had a bit of a conversation, and I, uh, I may have called her a shit god, and then shouted that I was going to kill her if she didn't return Giuseppe to the land of the living. So I think that okay. more or less explains the, the lightning strike and the... Yeah. The, uh, Are, do you still intend to try and kill my girlfriend? Um, it remains to be decided. Uh, I don't think that really is going to solve anything. Um, a, I don't think you could really kill her. She's uh, a god. B, I would rather you not because I'm Kind of. She's important to me. But also, I don't think killing her would bring Giuseppo back. Um, and I don't think it's like really fair to insist that none of our friends can die because she's a god. Right. It's just, he. I feel like he shouldn't have been able to drown. You know what I mean? Well, he didn't like drown in the ocean. It looked like he was like choking on blood. Yeah, it just it seemed a little bit personal. So I think a little, really? yeah, mm. a, little, uh, a little out of hand. Um, anyway, uh, she told me that she had half of his soul, which didn't make very much sense. 
which is maybe why I demanded so harshly that she return it or I kill her. Um, yeah, well, I don't think you can really return Hapazol, can you? Well, it just it feels like it voids the warranty. Well, she split it in two. Oh, uh, you know, it's probably one of those weird custody things with her ex. What? You're telling me Giuseppe's dead because of some twat that she used to foot around with? What? Well, I well they were married, okay? It wasn't like they were fuck buddies. It was like a relationship. That's also true. But, um... Um... Yeah, did I not tell you about these things? I don't know. It kind of all blurs together sometimes, to be honest. Well, yeah. Well, I do. What do you know about gods in general? Because I can tell you right now that most of the shit that goes down with the gods is because people are fucking different people. Well, I know that the Fae are gods to us, but they, it's kind of a, a tricky status thing. It's more of like a god by comparison. So mm-hmm. there's technically a Fae god that's my patron, though I have never met or seen signs of him or her. Just when I can use my magic. That doesn't sketch you out. It's more of just a tradition thing. You don't really ask about it. I mean, technically... Yeah, but, like, aren't you worried that, like, you die and then your soul goes to, like, some weird fey god because you used their magic this whole time? Well, whoever it is seems to really vibe with the forest setting. That's why they picked me in the first place, and so... Oh, well, if they like trees, then, you know. That's kind of my thinking, is how bad could it get? Right. What if your soul belongs to uh, the same guy that has Giuseppe's soul? And what? You think if I died, I can go speak to him immediately about this? N- oh, no. I do not think that is a good idea. Right. Um, I wouldn't be able to bring my bow. That'd be silly. Silly. Yeah, um, silly. that is the main problem with that idea. What, I'm, what I was saying is, well, A, I feel like you shouldn't be judging shit about gods when you, you don't know what your shit is with gods. Um, but also, I don't know. Maybe we we had to go see the guy to like get the swords, right? He has a sword. Uh, yeah. So now we have to just add Giuseppe's soul to that list. Well, do we? Uh, and, uh, the whole point of re- I don't know if ethically we can bring Giuseppe back to life, but at this point, I brought myself back to life. So I like fuck it. As long as we can, we should go for it, right? I just I'm I'm a bit confused because I we were going to get the sword to help Giuseppe, mm-hmm. but Giuseppe didn't even survive killing the whale, so. Yeah. Do we do well, we go? Well, that's Giuseppe for you. What are we gonna stop carrying and picking up the slack now just because he died? I just wish he would have carried a bit more weight in death. I mean, we all do, but that's just Giuseppe. Yeah, it's just Giuseppe. At this point, I kind of thought we were just doing it because it's like you know, this is like our life now with like the weird prophecy shit. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be a bad idea to get that sold anyway. I mean, nothing could Sounds really like be wrong cool with being the ship that possesses three artifacts that entitle us to rule a whole country. So. Oh, do we have to give them to Giuseppe, though? Because, like... See, I was thinking, is... Worst case scenario, we can't get either of How them. How does the masthead help you? Is the masthead magical? You know, like, I haven't even looked at that. Where did you put that? Oh, it's tied to the side of the ship. I had I had the crew rope it to the side of the hole. Yeah, we should see if it gives us, like, magic powers or something. Because if it helps... If it's a fucking masthead that helps people, like, rule a country, I don't know, maybe it, like... Makes us smart or something. I feel like we've been passing the bottle of whiskey like back and forth <laughs> while we're having this conversation. Yeah. So Arthur swigs it and just says, Well, at the very least, there is the bounty on the whale. So we should be getting paid at least by Queen Elaine. And then we, you know, if we're going to be killing people, we should kill her. I'm just saying. We should talk about that later, I suppose. But she does have money. Yeah, we should talk. She does have money. Think how much money, more money we would have if we just killed her, you know? When I was back in Montaigne, I learned a lot about the realities of class inequality. And let me tell you, you it might be the show. All queens are bastards. But I think maybe I should just cut out the middleman and just maybe really get in touch with the source of power of the Grail rather than listening to some bimbo that has a crown, you know? Yes. Wait, okay, so I know, like, I call pe- women bitches and stuff, um, or, like, men bitches, but it kind of seems weird when you call the queen a bimbo, because, you know, you're, like, you're, like, a man, you know? Right. I I apologize, but weren't we talking about killing her? I'm not really understanding the lines we have. Well, yeah, we're killing her, but we're still respecting her as a woman when we kill her. Um, Her Majesty the Bimbo Queen 
we'll have to reevaluate. I'm drunk. Don't take anything. I'm hurt. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, this is. Uh, it's been a long day. I'm we should find Sinead. She also seemed pretty out of it. You guys were not looking well. Yeah, the lightning scrambled my brain a bit. I think. Yeah, it does that. <laughs> it's not fun, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it's exhausting to use my magic like that. But um, just take it. You know, once you get struck with lightning a few times, you just kind of. Get used to well, it. you know, when those witches were hurling lightning at me, it didn't feel quite so abrasive. But when it comes directly from the sky, it's a whole nother deal. Yeah, she's pretty powerful. Sinead, wow. you wake up in uh, you wake up in your bed, um, far away from uh, Arthur, who suddenly has the logical reasoning skills of a child, and Q, who <laughs> is entirely okay with regicide all of a sudden. Um, so I don't like the queen. She was a bitch to me. Uh, the Emperor Montaigne was cool and bought me shit. <laughs> so, so you, your crew is getting drunk and losing their minds. You wake up uh, to your beautiful idyllic day. What do you do to start your morning? Um, I think for the first time ever, Sinead sleeps in. Uh, Sinead sleeps in. Uh, the first time this year-long journey, Sinead is not the first one up, not the first one on the rigging, not the first one expecting cannings, not the first one beating Giuseppe over the head or telling Enrique to go do something useful. Sinead is in her quarters alone. Around her, the Lady Morgan prepares for the day without their captain. know how to book flights and hotels all you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive that's why you need viator book guided tours excursions and more in one place there are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from so you can find something for everyone and viator offers free cancellation and 24 7 customer support for worry-free travel download the viator app now and use code viator 10 for 10 percent off your first booking in the app find travel experiences for you do more with viator save big on brunch for mom all in the kroger app Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. 